today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about this municipal bailout program that was announced yesterday. It is a combination between the federal and provincial governments. They've put together a four billion, almost four billion, just a few dollars short of four billion. Why they didn't round it off to four billion, I don't know. But anyway, uh, four billion dollars in bailout to municipalities who have been struggling because people can't pay their property taxes because they've been out of work or their income has gone down. And so municipalities have given people a break, but that means less money flowing into the municipalities. And keep in mind, cities, municipalities by law are not permitted to run an operating deficit. If they build a facility, they can take out a loan to build infrastructure, but they cannot run a deficit on their salaries, on things like that. They must balance the budget. Well, suddenly we're tens, perhaps, maybe some reports have said we could be $120 million in this city behind in our operating deficit. How much is this going to help? Let me bring in Brad Clark, ward councillor here in the city. He joins us now. Brad, thanks for doing this. Good morning. Afternoon now. Well, yeah, whatever it is, it's day. The sun is out and that's a good thing. And it's warm out and we're all happy about that. Um, Before we dive into this, uh, just as an update, because the numbers move around so much with what's going on in the city. Best we know, what is Hamilton's projected or real operating deficit as we are the end of July right now? Uh, It would be $62 million at the present time. That's real money. That's not projected. That's where we are. That's where we are. Currently, our deficit for COVID specifically is 62 million. And 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 presumably still rising. And still rising. So I mean that leads to uh, an awful lot of problems and I mean I, I don't mean to state the uh, blatantly obvious but if you're running a city and you can't run a deficit you have to find that money somewhere, which I think you and I may have talked about this before, but I think there's only two options. That is cuts or increased taxes, or is there a third? Uh, the bailout from senior levels of government. Would or be the, or third. the third. Very good. Yes, of yeah. course. What do we know about this? I mean, you heard about it yesterday. Um, do we have any indication of how much we're going to get or when we're going to get it or what percentage or how it's going to be sorted out? Because I think there's 444 municipalities in this, in the province. I mean, what are we going to get? We really don't know. And what they talked about yesterday was specific to transit. So um, I, I know at the city, we've had a loss of fair revenue. We've had a significant loss in ridership but we've also had to modify our buses to protect our drivers. So there's a a shield-like, clear plastic shield-like enclosure that protects them um, from from having uh, the risk of an infected person spreading the the, the germs onto them. Um, And then, of course, all of the program advertising and everything else to, to get people to wear a mask when they're coming on the bus. So all of these are COVID costs. And we don't know the details of the program in terms of what they're going to cover. Are they going to cover lost fare revenue? We don't know that. Well, and they also said, so they did say transit yesterday, and we'll get into more in transit in a second, because obviously there's a second story that spins out of this. Uh, But they also said homeless shelters, women's shelters, food banks, public health, and then transit. Um, as you mentioned, fares are down and there are other costs to go with transit, but those things, assuming those are the list of things that this bailout could go to, that doesn't exactly give you carte blanche for all the things that you would necessarily want to bail the city out from. 
and that and that's the challenge and that's been my concern from day one is that I'm concerned that the senior levels of government uh, will not reimburse us all of the money and that they there will be scoping to how that money will flow because it's been my experience in the past that they'll say some things are in some things are out um, and so then at the end of the day my my biggest fear is that we will still find ourselves with um, a deficit, it may not be as large as $62 million, but there's amount of money that we're going to have to pay as a city of Hamilton. I'm hoping that's not the case, but until we see the details, we really don't know what they're, they've agreed to reimburse. And breaking it down, and you mentioned transit, um, it seems to be split that roughly half of the $4 billion they talked about yesterday is supposed to go into transit, a billion from the province, a billion from the feds. Again, we'll get to transit in a second, but that leaves $2 billion for all the other things. And as I said, there are 444 municipalities, all who are going to be in a situation like ours, not maybe to the same level. We're one of the bigger ones, but uh, all with their hands out. And Toronto is already $1.5, I think, billion behind. I mean, Correct. they're going to be seeking a huge part of this nut. So uh, I'm looking at this going, you know, how much is Hamilton really going to get its hands on for the things to to help with that 60 or $65 million right now. Yeah, so, I mean, Toronto was a $2 billion deficit initially, and then they they found savings of $500 million, so they're at $1.5 billion, which is a huge chunk of that amount of money uh, that's being promised from the feds and, and the province. And so, again, they're also equally eager to see what the details are in terms of how it's going to be spread out, what will be covered, what will not be covered. And as you're, you're correct, all of the municipalities across the province, to varying degrees, have incurred costs as a result of COVID-19. And so <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how much is covered in Hamilton and everywhere else across the province. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Now, I I don't mean to uh, muddy the waters even further, although I suspect what I'm about to ask you may do exactly that. But we also heard that infrastructure, federal infrastructure minister, Catherine McKenna, said yesterday that, well, they, their billion, or at least part of the money that they're giving towards this, they want it to go to shovel-ready projects, which means she specifically pointed out the Hamilton LRT, so if now some of the transit money is coming here and they're saying, yeah, but we want this designated for that as opposed to for anything else, um, that further would tie your hands, would it not? Um, <laughs> it would certainly shrink the, the amount of money that would be reimbursed to municipalities for COVID if they start to divvy up that money for new capital shovel-ready projects. And I was not under the impression that the municipalities were going to the feds in the province asking for shovel-ready funding for new capital projects. They were very unanimous in their position that we have incurred significant deficit as a direct result of COVID-19 and that they were asking the federal government and the provincial government to bail them out because it was the federal and provincial government that issued the orders that required us to spend all of this money to protect people from COVID-19. So, and so if you if you bring in a project and you say this money must be designated for a project, 
again, it gets confusing because what the province may still have the billion dollars that was initially promised. We assume that's still there. But now we've heard, you know, the LRT is now potentially a $3 billion project. And even if you get some of the money from the federal transit gift that they're giving or the pay you bail out or whatever, in order to get that money and start with the LRT, the city would have to then take on more debt, even though it's already 65, whatever it is, million dollars behind. I mean, it, it you're, you're maybe getting some money, but you're having to go further in debt to make that happen. Yeah, and I... I, I I, w- I did not see the press conference or the tweets from from the minister, um, so I'm not sure exactly why she brought a capital infrastructure project into the mix when we're talking about reimbursements to municipalities for COVID-19 expenditures. We're not talking at this moment about getting the economy going. That's a separate issue, infrastructure spending. But somehow she's dragged it into this mix which is a, supposed to be a reimbursement, as I understand it, of COVID-19 costs to municipalities. But what it seems to have done, I would suggest, is, I mean, look, you know better than, certainly me better than anyone listening, because you've been around the council table. You know the fights and the disagreements and the everything else that's happened with LRT. It, you see, it seems to now inject LRT back and start the fight again about whether or not we're going to do this, that this is going to be something we have to do right away. And and I'm not sure, uh, some would argue that it absolutely is priority number one. I'm not sure if it is. I'm not, I, I would argue that getting rid of that deficit is priority number one right now. That, but it seems that, to have that has been correct, Scott. That has been the goal of the council. We have been advocating for, for the reimbursement of that $62 million. The mayor has been uh, spectacular in his advocacy through the urban, uh, large urban uh, mayor's conference or caucus to the feds in the province. They were united as, as a group saying that we need this money. They finally announced that money, and that money should be for reimbursing COVID-19 costs. So, all right, we only have a minute or so left here. Um, to go back to the bottom line, we're 60-something million and climbing it, it, I, I am assuming, hopefully wrongly, but I'm assuming we're not going to get all 60-something million covered by a bailout from upper levels of government, which means you around the council and the other councillors are going to be left with the option of raising taxes or cutting programs. When do, when do those decisions start having to be made? I suspect we will start the budget process in early September. We'll start getting numbers from our staff and then we begin crunching the numbers as we move forward and and i share your concern my fear is that we will not get all 62 million and the question is how much are we going to have to try to mitigate have you already been hearing from constituents about which they would prefer increase taxes or cut programs Yes, they advise me that neither is uh, comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, I mean it's. But I, I, I mean, mean the, we don't want. Uh, nobody wants to see services cuts, and nobody wants to see a large tax increase. But we're not allowed to 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 paper a deficit, so we can't carry that deficit forward. We have to balance the budget this year. Look, budget time is always, um, you may choose a different word. I'll say frustrating or angry. People people get bent out of shape about this, constituents and councillors. I can't imagine that if we are tens of millions 
in the hole to begin with that this is going to be a pleasant process. This is going to be the ugly, maybe the ugliest budget process we've seen in a long time. I think that would be the headline. Yes. <laughs> Brad Clark, Ward <laughs> 8 Councillor, really appreciate Ward 8? Ward 9. Ward 9. Ward 8. Ward 9. Man, yes. it's summertime. The sun has burned some brain cells. Ward 9 Councillor Brad Clark. That's the first time I've done that one. I called Terry Whitehead the wrong councillor. I wrong think in metric, time, but that's, I think in metric it's Ward 8, but it's, we're Ward Or nine. an American. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, Brad Clark, always appreciate the time. Thanks for doing no this. No problem. Have a great day, Cal. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.